That, that fart noise was harder to get out than I wanted it to be. Um, okay, hi everyone, uh, Camila here without my mic, just my pure voice because guess what? It's I I's birthday and I'll do what I want to, do what I want to, na na na, yeah. It's been a whole year. What? And honestly, it uh, seems longer. <laughs> well, let me clarify. Um, what I mean is, so much has happened by means of friends coming my way, people bringing in creative inspiration, opportunities such as like teaching. There's and just overwhelming. There's a an abundance of heartfelt joy and love around here, and I'm just so lucky that I could have experienced all of that in a year. I think about times in my life, I'm, I was like, could take a long time to have all those experiences in such a small capsule form. So, yeah, I, gosh, it's just so interesting thinking how this all started with me wanting to help uh, people who needed audio to either help, you know, their introversion needs. They didn't want to do late night and I don't want to do on-camera Zoom prov. So it's a place of respite for improvisers who want to improvise during the day and off-camera. And then um, just, I don't know, people just kept coming my way with all these fabulous ideas and things just blossomed. There's two other podcasts now, an improvised Shakespeare one. And there's also a surrealist improv podcast, Liminal Passengers. And that's just our weird, dreamy stories from in our head. And there's um, some poetry combined in there too, philosophy, etc. That one's just more of a personal project, creating these dreamscapes for the mind that... Um, I just want a gallery of that somewhere. So that's a podcast too. So... How cool to do all that and finally round out the year, not with just the new friends and the creative ideas, but sharing our real voices through poetry and experiencing uh, some acting. I was going to say experiencing acting chops, but that would imply that I had them and I'm, I'm not going to claim credit to that or whatever. But anyway, uh, so this recording is fitting. Real voice here, not putting on the mic voice. Uh, moving on. You know, what? I'm gonna sit back and be lazy. It's a birthday, damn it. So, uh, grateful, astounded, amazed, creatively fulfilled. And something I am continuously proud of is the quality of the people and the quality of the work. It just shows. Like, I want to emphasize that if I haven't banged this drum enough already, that our podcast sets are improvised, start to finish. Unless otherwise no, uh, noted, there's no editing for content. We don't pause and talk about anything. We flow and listen, support. And sometimes there is hardly a premise at the beginning. Um, some things are a little more constructed. Like, for example, the mono scenes, which seem to be a favorite among listeners in terms of feedback and popularity. They're just as you hear them. I might cut a blip where a couple people talk over each other or make space uh, pause for timing a sound effect. But um, other than that, I just kind of set up the roles. 
since there's no format to mono scene, there might be some targets like, you know, everybody has to get out of the scene or everybody has to stay in the scene, whatever the targets are. The only other thing is just setting up the roles and the premise. So for Gary Marshall, said this is a QVC episode. We're going to start with Jeff and Amalia on quote unquote stage on the air. And then the roles were assigned for lead, sidekick, producer, who cues, uh, low status, and wild card. And once we set those roles, we already know what those are from, from practicing together and what they mean. Then we flowed. So unless something's highly experimental where people have a hard time keeping a form in their head, you know, with lots of moving parts... I don't do any cueing or editing with the line edit even. I don't think I've published anything where we were saying edit as an edit. It's just people coming in and leaving and flowing. I think. I think. Uh, finally, there were, there was a Easter egg. I think I, I feel like I've said this somewhere else, but the only episode ever filmed on camera was at Roundabout Shakespeare. It's the tragedy of Winnie the Pooh, and that's because there were terrible internet issues for a player. We just could not tell if they were freezing or not, so we kept the cameras on. But other than that, I'm adamant about playing in audio, staying in audio, good listening, good group flow, solid group mind, and I think it's magical, and I think it works. And it's freaking hard. And by the way, I think the hardest thing we do is probably fables because uh, those improvisers don't meet regularly. It requires character acting, narrative knowledge, audio skill. And on my end, the editing, the sound editing is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I can say that because it's I.I.'s birthday and I'll say what I want to. The underscoring is what I'm talking about when I say sound editing. It's, oh God, but the fables are gorgeous. The tenderness and the commitment of them, it makes me well up because it's heart on your sleeve type of stuff, 100%. You have full grown adults playing as sincerely as children and, you know, playing hermit crabs and butterflies and, and really digging into the emotion and the sentiment of playing that way. It's just really touching. So, uh, fables are the hardest thing. So at any rate, uh, that's a little, I don't know why. I just felt like putting some insight up there. Uh, so what I'm putting up, just to list, you know, scam it, whatever, just as evidence, a full episode uh, at, at a typical session of Roundabout Shakespeare, minus one of the players, in its unedited glory. So uh, if you had to make a choice, <laughs> the improv Sophie's choice, the edited, the sound edited, this is why I keep saying editing, I mean underscored. The underscored version is up from last week. I love it with the sound if you were just going to listen to one, obviously. But so this raw one I'm just putting up just so you can hear, I don't know, this is what we sound like. And this is also, uh, there's a little chit chat in there. You'll see really how organic it is, how we have no idea what's hap gonna happen at all. And granted, Roundabout is probably one of the tightest knit groups. We're technically the first troupe at II and just has those players that they have that thing that they do that fills in the gap. It's just very cool. So um, putting that up there, evidence, quote unquote, I guess. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, here is to perhaps another year because, well, who knows? This is all improvised, isn't it? So I hope there's another gorgeous year of creativity in there. Um, and thank you so much to the beautiful voices of I, I, you've totally had my back. Mwah. Thou shouldst eat thy nails that grow heartily from the ends of thy appendages. I just wanted to get it correct. <laughs> you wanted to get one in. I wanted to get it correct. See, here's the thing that Thompson, you're always so good that this is your, this is your loosey goosey day. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd start, start recording from the start. The time that Thompson went off the rails is now on the record. Um, no, so it was very funny because I haven't gotten any like, big improv time for a while except for doing things hosting for non-improvisers was making me laugh a lot because i would do things that really just fell flat uh but with the status that i held it didn't matter that there were five questions every round so i would just make up different things of like and now for our wednesday of questions question number three or mm. our fourth question <laughs> or i like to call it question four <laughs> There's ways to kill time. Um, I don't know. Like, what? How? How does this inspire? Like, I'm inspired by the idea of game show. I'm inspired by the, by the idea of. I mean, argue but love. Uh, this can be a. This can be a scholar. This can be a montage. Um, mm. Man. You know what I just, sorry, this is, I'm already, so something that sort of just pinged my brain thinking of Shakespearean game show or game show, or um, poor t putting Thompson in this role again, but hey, or like a, a, a dating service uh, of some kind, like you are trying to set, because like, that's like a game showy host kind of thing, or something else you can host um, would be an idea. Uh, See where something like that went uh, why it's a is it a shakespearean dating service in shakespeare's time is it a is it a modern day like renaissance nerds but these are shakespeare nerds who are getting set up with other shakespeare nerds um that's sort of what's running through my head right now because of your or it can be game show of something else but i feel like uh there's a lot more it's to flesh out with a game show. How do you feel about that, Thompson? Uh, I can try something gamey, but shaky. You want to? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, this is this is fun. Again, like language focus on the fun, just the group mind. Um, this is a really great space to do that today. We're having to flex a lot and might as well just keep rolling with the good listening and the language. Don't want to lose language. I've not been practicing a lot of Shakespeare for a while now, so. Okay. So, are you comfortable? Do you want a sidekick, or do uh, you want to... No, I'll I'll see how this goes as a one scholar hosting thing. I have okay. no idea what I'm gonna do, so we're just gonna follow. I. <laughs> it's like that first exercise where I might just say I and hope that something follows after. Yeah, I think this is great. Um, I'm all there for it and for you. All right, stop videos. <clears throat> A 
Hello, nerds and geeks and squires and orcs. It is time for D and We, a dating show for people that like to live in a different world. We've got people from the Middle Ages here, or at least that's where they like to spend most of their time. Let's meet some of our contestants hoping to find love today on D and We. Our first one is an orc named Bethany, who uh, has a penchant for chance. Uh, hi, uh, I be Bethany, and with my lowly, heavy stature, I carry great weight of my partners. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic, Bethany. And uh, I think that we've got you paired up with three excellent bachelors uh, who would love to be carried on those hefty shoulders. First, we've got a Sasquatch named Sammy. Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. I be from the countryside, I know. My feet be large, but I hope to be with this date in charge. Bethany, do you have any questions for Sasquatch Sammy? I just hope there's not competition between the heavy feet and my broad shoulders, because quite frankly, I'm going to win. Oh, there is competition, but not between your two feats of strength, pun intended, but between our next contestant. We've got a warlord named Winchester. This be my place to shine. I be ready here to wine and dine for all the various females come to see me because I frankly am the power that be. Well, okay, but again with the power, I, uh, is this, I don't understand, is this gonna be a competition? Am I gonna have to wrestle them? Oh, there will be a series of feats that we put you through, but we've got to meet our third contestant, another excellent, eligible bachelor, a halfling tripod named Tariasis. I be just so very small. I look up and I barely see the wall. I am kind of a man all cut in half like a cow that uh, is really just a calf. Oh, look how he be so clumsy and tiny. I want to pick him up and squeeze him and hopefully not kill him in the process. Oh, you're gonna have to do more than hope there, Bethany, for that halfling tripod is a fragile little feather. Oh, I love it when they're broken. Well, with that said, let's move on to our first challenge. Each of these three contestants seems to have a penchant for rhyming. So I think they will all do excellent in this as they each craft four lines of a sonnet that will go fantastically. And Bethany will finish that up with those last two rhyming lines to see which one really works for them. Let's ask our die of many sides what they will be talking about today oh please let it be 
the reek and stench of one's folds between their belly, please. <laughs> oh, it's very close. You got gases. <laughs> you get to start us off, Sasquatch Sammy. All right. Well, does this start as the beginning? For I have already started, and I hope that I am winning, even though my words are as if I farted. Oh, that's a tough act to follow, Warlord Winchester. Why, yes, indeed, I talk about gas, and hopefully it will come out clear, for these things come out of your ass, and I think the gas might not be pure. Oh, Darius, this seems so far outside your comfort zone, talking about things that are so bad and foul. But I'm sure you could turn this around and make it something we all love now. I did try once to sniff a lady's bum. <laughs> it was hard to reach there, for it was so high. As I sniffed, I thought I smelt the smell of rum. But unfortunately, the woman beat me. And now I look like pie. All right, Bethany. All these, you know what to do. These all Just go these, ahead, Bethany. These, take that last rhyming couplet. These all be answers great and small and i do look upon the one not tall oh it looks like that halfling tripotorius is is in the lead at a, the end of our first round which means you get a victory couplet <laughs> i would like wait be it victory couplet from myself or from the little halfling. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I should explain this for people that did not do their research and watch the clips that we included in advance. Yes, Bethany sets up a awesome rhyme and the halfling tripod seems to see if they can hit that out of the park with compatibility. I do like to eat some meat. I do like to touch some feet. Ooh, we've got a match, which moves us on to our exciting round two, where our two bachelors that are behind, Sasquatch Sammy and Warlord Winchester, will banter along the concept of let's roll this die. Oh, please, please be the topic of falling into mud and then being covered in fleas with bubonic plague, please. Oh, so close. We got quicksand. Sand that is quick. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh. I laugh. It I'm is sorry, Tarias. This is for Sasquatch Sammy and Warlord Winchester. <laughs> yes, in <laughs> Yes, indeed. It is 
for me, Sammy, to answer this about sand that falls around in pits. And I answer as well as a man who wishes to go straight to hell. Yes, well, if we together, hand in hand, do put ourselves in such a way that we can reach out, we might end up not in hell. My friend that I strain indeed, us hand in hand is some place I'd rather not be. Well then, I will just let you go and see you off into the snow. All right, as this banter continues, I will take the snow as a way to go. Far away from you, good sir, I wish to find Bethany. And so, goodbye. I noticed that there was an opportunity to bid farewell that was not taken. I deduct my own points. Oh, Bethany, as the bachelorette gets to do what she likes. Let's see how many points they lose as I spin my die of many sides. Oh, please be the negative numbers of the 6969 variety. Oh, negative 6969 it is. I am sorry, Sammy, but you are going to the quicksand. Oh, the quicksand shall be deep and grainy where there be men stupid and not brainy. <laughs> do, do I get to say at least one word on this show that be most absurd? For here I seem to die. This I signed up not for in any reason, no way, no why. You're still just up to your waist. So please take your time and have no haste because your time to give just one absurd word is almost out that quicksand door. Remember! That was a waste of a word. <laughs> but good news for you, Warlord Winchester. You are in that final chance, final stance. You get to do a dance that both Bethany and our current lead, Tyriasis, will judge verbally. Then see me as I start to caper. Check out these moves. Begin you to waver as you see my hips thrust and my pelvic has no rust. I notice he jigs as a jug would toddle over. He looks like a balloon upon the water. Am what I supposed like to, you, I, I was going to say, am I supposed to comment here? For I could not see so high above me, but merely saw some toes that seemed to try to come and hug me. And now he seems to spin in what be a whirlpool fashion. It looks as if he could rise from floor to ceiling on such a ride. 
I now show you my moves of the airbender, pushing out all air as in someone drunk on a bender. Whoosh, 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 I go. You stop talking, for no. I be in flow. No, no, it doth blow the hairs on my arms straight, and I prefer them curly. Thou hast offended our bachelorette, so warlord Winchester, time for you to get yourself into that quicksand too, and see whatever quicksand will do. Merely I must stand upon the head of one who went before, and so now I die, but I have settled another score. Good. The last word was Bethany's this time. But congratulations, Tyriasis, our halfling tripod. And now we get to see Tyriasis and Bethany go off on their first date as they ask the three most important questions of a lifelong suitor. Be this your leg? <laughs> Thou art suiting me currently, and while generally I do the sitting upon, I do like that thou hast taken a chance and reversed the operation of question. Well, also, be you one-legged or two, for I see not the other, but that could just be a function of my vision, which is quite like no other. Ah, thou dost see my skirt of hair, which grows from my waist all the way down to there. There be two legs under the hairy skirt, yay. Be your skirt hairy, or be your hairy a skirt. That would seem to take all regulations of mating and thereby skirt them. Ah, thou beest clever and my mind goes confused. Uh, a man that is uh, clever and also smart as well. Well, it looks like at the end of these questions three, we shall end in matrimony. Do you take this halfling, Tyriasis, to be your happily wedded half of Bethany? I will take him in whole, for for me he completes. And will you, Tyriasis, take this orc to live with and work with and play with, you dork? <laughs> All of those and hopefully more, for there is a word upon my brain, and it is love, and I wish not to have it go down the drain. Oh, come here, you. We'll see if it lasts or if it all crashes by rolling our die of many, many sides. Bethany has no hopes, for she is finally made whole by a halfling, Tyriasis, the youngest tripod. And we got, some people might call that an eight, but I know in love it be an infinity symbol. Congratulations, you two, and join us next time when we try to find a great suitor in D and we.
Yes. <laughs> uh, we have returned. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh God. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you hit it out of the park, Bela. Yes. I did not make any of those easy for you. Yes, every time you says, I was like, oh God, it was amazing. It was so good. And Thompson, you, uh, just the fluidity of it, like absolutely from one thing to the next and, and book ending like you always do. It's almost like you've been a game show host before. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, that was great. It was really good, and, and yeah, uh, Bela having three distinct characters, but even Thompson sort of helping call that out at certain Yeah, that was points. great. That was great when Thompson, you called it out, and I'm like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be, you know, the, the Sasquatch, but it wasn't. It was still the halfling, fuck. Uh, my cheeks hurt. No, that's that was so fun. That was super just fulfill like on your toes fulfilling um and there was one moment where Thompson and I like we just kept talking and just but like that was fun and funny uh I don't know Bela told me to shut up and I didn't that was good <laughs> I don't mind that <laughs> no I enjoy it I liked I liked discovering all of those games of just like what kind of thing can we set up for this and you did a great job doing almost all those scenes by yourself, Bela. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Camila, for chiming in as much as you did. Like, yes. I don't know what I'm going to do with a dice roll. And like you having hopes for it gave me something of like, it's this adjacent. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I thought that was really nice. Uh, yeah. I would to have a scholar type lead, but then it to be fluid and in response. Mm -hmm. Talk about like being able to roll with anything. Like, I love that. Um, and I still think it was good. Like it was on the, it was the very silly side of things, but really good. Like I did have it. several points where I, I couldn't stop myself from just laughing. You know, yeah. it was like, like, you know, I knew it was going to come on the audio, but I just, I, I was like, I was breaking and couldn't hit the mute button, you know? Oh, mine. Yeah. I, I said, fuck all with the mute. I'm like, I can't, this is too good. To, like if, if it came down to it, I would just cut it out. But also I, this might be a really good, like raw one, like just, we lost it. I don't know. I've that, that would be like, how do I go with this? Do I play it up and make it real? Or do I'm like, this is, this is how we, this is how it really is. <laughs> I don't know. I get excited about finding these short form Shakespearean games like when they come out and they seem successful of like just these types of exercises and scenes that we do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I'm like, oh, like the dating game. I mean, that is a short form game. I mean, technically, is this a short form Shakespeare? Like, would I? Well, yeah, because it's just all of those. That's how I ran it as like yeah. an introduction. Now you're going to do this sonnet together. The like, sonnet and then. We did banter. And then I <laughs> just the fun of like you get you get one more word, <laughs> nothing. Okay, uh, and then the three important dating questions are like, is that your leg? Is that your other leg? <laughs> is that a skirt of hair or a hair of skirt? 
<laughs> really good really good yeah maybe this is a, like i know i'm always like i try to hit the target of short form shakespeare like oh let's try this today see if we get a short form out of it but like honestly you're right this is uh, we do the dating game not about shakespeare's short form shakespeare dating game episode if Right. Well, yeah, it was sure. just a series of short form yeah. things within another short form game. But how yeah. was that for you, Bela? Because I didn't give you strong suggestions or direction. It was just like, you will be doing this. Yeah, no, I, I think the only one where I felt kind of kind of like lost was the banter. Because it was like, <laughs> like, it's hard enough to do a solo scene, keep the two voices somehow somewhat distinct. And then it was like, wait, did he tell me to do banter? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, like I'm supposed to remember what, like, oh shit! It was like, it was like trying to juggle four things at once. But, but no, like, like uh, you know, I think, I think in general, like, I felt very comfortable with the amount that you were giving, and you were giving, you were giving enough to like play with for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, you did great. I don't know how to achieve that it any was, better. Like, it was listen amazing. closely and misunderstand one of your words. Like, I feel it's almost impossible. No, I love the tools that we've developed and like the, the language that we have that's shared because we all have different approaches to all of this stuff, but we know enough about each other's approaches that we can emulate that and also just be delighted by like of the three of us, like Bela is the one that enjoys doing sonnets the least and to be able to make you do an entire sonnet from three different points of view, like, and for you to not be like, oh, I hate this for you to be like, okay. I love that, it's so good. Like, and I love that, just the build of that going up to that halfling, like great job with these characters that got more and more interesting. And I think that's a lot to Bethany's comments on them as well. Yeah. Yeah.